0: Hello. Let's talk about the value of friends in scouting. Scouts are valuable, right? And there's some people that love the book and the badges and the status. What John has valued over the years are the kids. The rest of it has just been gravy. Now, we started in second grade about midyear, when many of our friends, who are in a denominationally based uh, pack, were in Cubs, and a couple of a uh, couple of months, so half a year, basically had gone by, and I realized, oh, they're all doing Cub Scouts. So we asked, I asked, could John just join in, see how it goes? Um, so uh, they were very open and welcoming, and obviously now with the COVID-19, we're not doing scouts. And there has been a a change of alliance. So the scouting group that he was with has kind of disbanded and gone in a different direction. Uh, These are still some great pictures of over the years. And I just wanted to go over the value of the of any organization when you have a bunch of kid friends and they're kind and they're welcoming and they help John feel that sense of belonging. I'm learning that there's a lot of research into belonging, so I just want to throw that keyword at you. You can check and see what people are doing on that specific topic. Alright, so the first picture I have here to share for you goes back five years, more than five years. and so. He's got his book there and his little badges and his little shirt and, and that big old smile on his face. So you can tell his, he's lost his baby teeth. You can tell he's not into haircuts yet, right? <laughs> this is back in the day where we just uh, were doing the best we could with a, you know, uh, I don't know, a dull knife when he wasn't fighting me on it. So what do we say here? It's the Pinewood Derby. So it was a really loud, raucousy uh, uh, evening. And then he managed another field trip to the field, uh, firehouse. And on his first three meetings, his first three outings, I really didn't know how he was going to take it. And we just jumped in. And it was great. Um, uh, it was The firehouse was really loud. And then there was a small room uh, with uh, a lot of cacophony, making posters, writing, writing um, books and articles, whatever they were doing. So I try to stay on the outside of it, right? I don't get in there. So lots of times I won't know what's going on, but he'll know that I'm about 20 feet somewhere else toward the door. We also went over to the Scout store. And um, I, I found out that you got to uh, sew those patches on. And so I was in a hurry and I couldn't iron them on. There wasn't the right kind of adhesive. So... <laughs> I said in here, I I stapled them on, <laughs> and that didn't last that long, and I'll, you'll you'll hear again how they fell off, but um, anyway, I stapled the badges on, and this little picture here, this little smile and face, uh, we did a bedtime story when he came home, and we were working on the context of this, the scout pledges and the stories, you know, they got these books they're supposed to sign off on to get their badges, right? So. I just wanted to, at the time I wrote this post, I was trying to share to all other parents that, hey, consider scouts, and then consider a group, a pack where your kid is accepted. That it's, again, we haven't found the magic to be the infrastructure of BSA. We have found the magic to be the kids, and that John would show up, pony up, model up, want to be there because the other kids were fun and welcoming and or welcoming to a certain degree, you know, um, they're still kids with their own mind, but they were all, um, uh, uh, uh church-based. And so they had an extra special kind heart. So anyway, it's liquid gold for this kid. That's a long time ago. That's a cheesy little grin on that little face. Okay. So now we're moving on to February. So it's about a year later, right? Yeah. Um, 11 months later. So now this is, um, uh, I guess it's uh, over holiday break or President's Day. Anyway, they have a, a half-day summer camp. It's the first time he'd ever eaten that, uh, we used to call it a hobo dinner, where you'd put in tinfoil a bunch of uh, stuff, where you cook it on the campfire, and then you eat it. Well, there's no way little his nibs would have eaten that kind of thing at home, but because all the other kids were doing it, oh yeah, he was right in there. And here in the, in the, the words that I say in the Facebook post, um, I purposely try to leave kids' faces out of it, right? Uh, So it's not only scouts, but it's a church-based thing. So I'll get the backs of their heads. I'll try to edit out the faces. You've seen some of the pictures where I've just put little, you know, um, blanked out their faces just for privacy. So anyways, I list in this post some of his firsts. It was his first hike in the woods. And that in that trail there, that's John going first. Now, this is still with the, the Democly sword hanging over us of fire ants, right? We don't know that we don't have to worry about it anymore. I try to linger to the back. I try to give him lots of room. But we are outdoors, and it is Texas, and I don't know that we don't have to worry anymore. So I'm constantly constantly looking around for big old fluffy piles for fire ants. He kind of gets the idea, but he's he doesn't totally. Alright, so uh, then we have (laughs) his first hot dog bun, (laughs) his first wiener roast, Um, his first fire actually, try to get getting up close to the fire to, you know... Just play with the fire, play with the stick. So he's not a kid that's going to go poking in the fireplace and jump in. So that's good. That's his sensory averseness kicking in. So I'm happy for that. But there's a lot of firsts here with these boys in these little blue uniforms. First hot dog bun. first First trying to actually hold to cook the wiener dog. First fire, first hobo dinner. I already said that. And he ate it. Not just pretend to eat, you know. I mean, he'll pretend stuff on just to shut people up. Okay, I'll pretend to put it in my mouth. But, you know, there's no way I'm going <laughs> to. And he kept telling me here he wanted me to go away, Mom, which was so funny. So we did, um, that day, seven and a half hours. It was a long day. We did uh, um, outside playing um throwing the frisbee i was celebrating here that these guys are outside doing the stuff there's no electronics and they're having a blast they're laughing having a great time so it can be done i'm telling you okay (laughs) but you got to have the reason the kid has to have a reason to want to go do that stuff all right so here's a couple months later um his first we did a lot of firsts in scouts god love them. So here's his first ever public speaking with a real microphone. <laughs> so he's kind of got the idea there of wrapping it here. I love my microphone, but, um, I'm not so sure that he's really enjoying it. He just maybe had seen some kids ahead of him. So anyway, this is his first time to a microphone, um, One of the reasons that we work so hard on the expressive language, the literacy, the phonetic awareness, is that when he is in front of a microphone or with a group in front of the crowd and there's something to read, like the church Christmas program, parts of a play, um, sections from the Boy Scouts manual, group participation of something, there was a time he could not have handled it. But as we've been working so hard on the phonetic awareness at all... All that pile of stuff. Um, he now can read. He may read too fast because he's in quite a hurry to get through it, and he may not be able to tell you the context of it all and retell the story. We're still working on that big time, but just the fact that he can get up there and make the word, say the words, and sound and look and sound and act like he fits in has been huge. Okay, the next one. <laughs> Remember I told you I stapled the patches on? Because, well, you know, I got to find a tailor and I got to... You oh, know, how that stuff goes. Anyway, the stapler I thought worked fine, except that it would fall off and then the little things would poke out and they thought, you know, when someone looked at it like, "Yeah, you got those stapled on? What's the matter with you, Mom? You're Mother of the Year for our pack. <laughs> so... I've been doing the laundry at home very gingerly, right? Because my staple patches are gonna fall off. And he comes running by and he sees that the, the shirts hanging there on the doorknob. And without him missing a bead, he just notices that the, that the that red wolf one's gone, right? He goes, he yells out, like I say here in this post, he said, Where's my wolf? And and then I had to what what are you talking about? I had to figure it out. And he told me the wolf passed. A patch was missing. So I had to go find find it in the washing machine, do something again, probably, probably stapled it back on again. You know, I, it took me years to finally figure out how to, to get him finally sewed on again, mother of the year. So um, anyway, the fact that he could pay attention to it, quickly scan it, realize, oops, it's not full mom, there's something wrong. Where is it? Um, those tiny moments, it's always the little things for us, isn't it? It's always the little new awarenesses our kids have, things they say, things they notice. So we have great hope that they're not stuck in wherever they are. All right, so the next picture is the one of the, um, uh, I think it's the third, third Pinewood Derby that he would have participated in. Now this year, I think mom was in charge of helping to make the Derby, which meant I was going to do as little as possible, you know. Um, Dad might have been the old soft touch, but Mom's uh, let's get the axles on, and then here's your markers. What are you going to do about it? And it just happened to be that maybe the, the, the angels were with him. Um, we put a couple of weights on it. I did the simplest attachment, and then he did the simplest of decorations. So it looked like a kid that wasn't going to put much effort into it, someone who was fine motor averse. Anyway, we get to the, the gym. It's all laid out like one of the, the Derby, Pinewood Derby tracks. If you've never seen it, you're missing out. It was all little boys. It was not. It's not a co-ed scout group. But it was so loud in the gym. And then they had the speaker going, the loudspeaker, and, you know, telling which kids heats. And then we'd have qualified. Then they would go on to the next. And so you had rounds of... Um, you know uh uh the losers drop out and the winners keep on going qualifying qualifying some things i forget now um anyway so he's in the he made it to the uh top 4 finalists and then he finally made overall number 2 the and this is pure speed they gave out you know those nice little awards on you'd like the the most um, colorful, the most original, the most, I think John got the most original (laughs) because there was nothing on it. (laughs) A washer on the bottom and maybe his name. Like, oh, nice job, kid. We can tell your mom did not intervene. Um, they call the names, A oh, qualifying heats. Okay. So he, they, he goes through the qualifying heats and then they, they name the kids. And so his little buddies are cheering for him and he's getting off to this. Hey, I hear my name. I'm excited. And, uh, I'm moving on. I'm moving up the food chain. So he was quite happy with all of that. He made it to second overall for the whole troop. Amazing. Um, it's probably cause there's no paint on it. <laughs> But it was a great experience, and the part, it's hard to tell just from the static photograph, but it it was like he's ever more engaged with things, and the fact that he was, his friends were cheering for him, and he heard his name, he was truly, you know, it was true joint attention. He was with it. He really had his head in the game. Okay, now this next is, uh, let's see, is that just a month two months further on. So now we're getting a little bit more experience with the microphone. And probably this was the, the tail end or the front end of a little group activity that night, and they may have all done some reading up front. They're off, awfully very good about that, giving the boys a lot of hands-on kind of engagement. So here he is, um, quite happy. He loves to show off for the right kind of kids, you know? It's just like with the school in the yard and they want to take adults and that John doesn't care about pleasing whatsoever. He is not a pleaser and he's sure not caring about pleasing adults. And they want to take him into an, a room and do an evaluation and try to nail down PDDNOS or dysgraphia, dyslexia, dyscalculia with a kid that doesn't care about pleasing, with a kid that does not understand the consequences of, you know, foo barring a, a test or not doing well on it. And that would have been like the second time, so but every three years of attaching the idd label which up to now up to now he's got the the autism label at school for obvious things but they haven't whether or not he does or, or doesn't have idd no one has tried to nail that down yet the school does not perceive him to have that and they don't legally have a reason to discriminate against him or de minimis him the least amount I shouldn't say discriminate, forgive me for that, but the, the de minimis, him. So um, Latin for the minimum, the least amount, right? Um, so uh, it, I lost my point. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, ex- excited and showing off for the kids. That's it. So forgive me. I don't know. Bad night here. Uh, so I tell the school, hey, if you want to you know, get him to do his best, you get some kids in there that he can show off for. right. In fact, tonight, today, which is uh, 2020 uh, May of 2020, um, we had a neurotypical uh, new kid in the house for a few for uh, uh, one that John wants to definitely show off for. And we were upstairs vacuuming. We're trying to do something, uh, bring in some new play kid play benches. And John took the vacuum cleaner downstairs. We all came down and voluntarily that kid unwrapped the cord, plugged the vacuum in and started vacuuming the the, the rug that I posted that he was having such a tough time with on the Sundays when we do our Sunday cleaning. And, And I said, Hey, Yanni, said, do you realize that John's showing off for you? You should go in and say something. And then uh, another adult, Jeff, was in the house and he went in and said something to John and John's, I got a photograph of them today. John's just as proud his punch about it, you know, that he's doing this thing and, and they all, everybody else already is doing it. But, the fact that he would choose to willingly plug in the vacuum cleaner, and then after it was over, he was going out of his way to try to wrap that cord back on. When three Sundays ago, it was like he—I was cutting his arm off when he was—we were trying to work on that motor planning and midline crossover to get that stupid vacuum cleaner cord back on. That you know, you got to roll it back up again, wrap it around the two little holdy things to keep it from falling down. So. I see him wanting to show off for peers. So that's how you get the best out of my kid. Uh, be it at the art, be it at school, be it at public events, be it with any kind of a team, and particularly here at, at, at Scouts. You see that. I know that what that face is, and he's loving the showing off. That's the last one that I have of Scouts. There's, there's lots more, but you know, you don't have all night Do you? (laughs) Do you want me to go longer? (laughs) I'm sure that's not. I'm sure that's a negative. (laughs) So a shorter one tonight. Um, If you have a chance to get your kid engaged, if not scouts, some other extracurricular group where they can stretch, they can have a variety of exposure to things, even if it's loud and cacophonous, that's good. Get them where one of John's best teachers in first grade said, make sure that he's in opportunities to have to rebalance and and self-regulate his startle effect. So let's say he's doing something and there's a lot of noise. He looks up, he figures out what it is. Okay, go back to the task. So I will purposefully... Interrupt him. Um, mess with him. Uh, see if he can regain his focus on the topic. Because Donna Bonnie told me that was one of the best things I could do to help serve him is get him in the chaos of life, help him get focused, and then break that focus and see if he can't come back on it, on, on it to his own. And we're working on that with trying to um, keep to the list, keep uh, to his habits build the, the the habitual neural pathways without me nagging, without him cheating on electronics. We're still battling that. And he still does, you know when mom's distracted, I have a tendency to I just know he's going to be cheating. I can always tell when he's cheating, and I can always tell when the dog's doing something he's not supposed to do. Because I come around the corner and Spike's just all of a sudden got his tail down between his legs. John's all of a sudden fussing with the screen, right, to, to switch it off. And it, it, he, if he pretends to not listen to me, he can plank, or um, instead of me nagging, I just head toward the socket, like I'm going to unplug that, and take it away from the power supply, and take it out of the back of the computer. I've never seen that kid move so fast, because I don't yell, I don't talk a big fight, I just go do it. I just unplug it, and then I hide it. Or now what I'm trying to do is put the cords in plain sight, but but he can't get to him. It's not. It's like he can't be sneaky. And trying to work with him on this, these. So the scout motto, right? Fairness and honor, and and I will do my best to God and country and all that stuff. Uh, forgive me, I forget what the quote is. The the, the oath, but it's a lot of good stuff, right? And all that character building. So working on. What he continuing on with scouts, even though with the COVID and the departure of that um, that group from the scouting uh, collaborative, um, we haven't and we haven't been doing scouting for the last six months or so. And it's it's um, it's with a group that's in a different church than we go to. And they're really um, growing up and doing more things in their church, whereas John's path with our church is helping in a different way. So there's that bifurcation of the boys is ever greater. So it's almost like the angel said, hey, he had those five good years. Let's see, second grade, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Yeah, five, six good years with scouts. And it's okay. Time to move on to something else. Because it's not the badges that he cares about. And some people have suggested, well, move to another troop. But you see, it's not an Eagle Scout that means anything to John. It was the kids. It was the experience of. So we we did our best with that. Sometimes you just have to declare victory and depart the field. And you know how we offer our kids so much selection in the early years, but as they get older, some of that just has to winnow out and eliminate So we're not doing all of the external activities that we we were doing before. So we've dropped the scouts. Have we dropped anything else? Not that I can think of. There might be one other thing. It's just not coming to mind this moment. It had a lot of wonderful pieces and I wouldn't miss any part of it. We did have some really hot summer camps, like hot sweating, I'm going to die. And I was always there to help on the edges. he loved it. He enjoyed it. He put up with a lot. He wanted to play ball and dodgeball at the end of uh, uh, the, uh, the actual meetings. And he was very well received. It was a very kind community. So back to the scouts. Yay for scouts, but yay for the kids, even bigger, right? And you get a lovely group of people in that scouting community, and then you've got a trifecta. So it was a lovely group of people. Um, it was a, a Mormon um, uh, scouting troop, and we were treated just awesomely, and John loved it. It's not in our life anymore. Um, old lang syne. Um, but that's okay, as I've said. I just wanted to share some of the highlights. Uh, find more things for your kids to do, okay? It might be a little tough right now with this COVID um, coronavirus limiting but maybe there's something there's got to be something that your kid loves to do and start to become proficient practice with it even if it's just building a YouTube platform I was talking to somebody yesterday about how we can start to help our young people find their passion and then start to build podcast platform in YouTube it doesn't have to be something where you show your face it could be audio just an audio podcast platform where they start to build something whatever their passion their individual even eccentric right whatever it is that they love um, their particular focus so think about that we'll be talking more about that in time because I'm all for platform building I think that's so super cool thank you for your time and um, may your kid be stretched well today and tomorrow all right until we talk next bye-bye